Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Back at it. Glad you're with us. Wes Moore, Christian Weaver, Nancy Holtis hanging out with us today with Acre gone on vacation. Acre will be back on Monday. Don't worry. You'll get him back. First touchdown club of the year. That's right. Sam Pittman Monday. Sold out, by the way. So we're Basil put that out. Sold out for Sam Pittman. I'm excited. That's well, I guess obviously everybody else is since it's sold out. Let's bring in Barrett Salee. Talk a little SEC football. Barrett, welcome in. How are you? I'm great, guys. How are y'all? Fantastic. Acre's gone, so we're great. Um, <laughs> good, good all around. Huh? <laughs> all smiles. Uh, hey, our zone question of the day today. What's more likely for the Razorback football team? A ten and two record or a six and six record? record or a six and six record i would say a six and six record and i'm not going to say that look arkansas fans don't freak out i I really like your team i think eight and four is probably where you're going to be but the out-of-conference schedule doesn't necessarily do them any favors right Mm -hmm. um you know cincinnati is cincinnati uh granted roster turnover i get it uh at byu is at byu playing at elevation uh, they're going to be pumped to see an SEC team there, right? Yep. So those two, like, I, I would say under normal circumstances, if they just had one tough out-of-conference schedule or out-of-conference game, okay, maybe 10-2 is more likely. But when you combine that, those two games, with Texas A&M, which always gets weird, even though I'm not the biggest Aggie guy this year, when you have Alabama, when you have to go to Auburn, which is a tough place to play, you know, it's just and, and down the stretch, like depth-wise, after that bye week on October 22nd, it, it's pretty tough. I mean, look, Liberty is on that schedule, right? Not to say that Arkansas is not going to be Liberty, but it's a really tough uh, out-of-conference schedule. So I will take 6-6 uh, six and six more likely than 10-2. and two. But like I said, Arkansas fans don't freak out. I think you're more like an 8-4 and four type team, which will be fine. Do you have any idea what Liberty looks like without Malik Willis? Like, are, do they have a good replacement for him or anything? I absolutely have no idea <laughs> what they will look like without Malik Willis. But I will say this. I think their success with Malik Willis was more of a Hugh Freeze thing than a Malik Willis thing. I'm, I never hopped on board with him being a superstar. I didn't understand the draft stuff. But – what I will say about Liberty is Charlie Brewer is there. Charlie Brewer has been successful as a FBS quarterback at Baylor. It obviously did not work out well at Utah, but he got beat out by Cam Rising, what, mid-September last year. So uh, I, I think for, for Liberty, they, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an offensively driven team. I think with Hugh Freeze still there, it's going to be okay. Barrett Salee with us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. The coaches poll came out earlier this week. Which, which ranking uh, had you uh, scratching your head? The Well, the, the two things. One, Notre Dame, because I think when you, when you see the rest of that top five, top ten, whatever, it's hard to hop on board with Notre Dame being there because all of them have potentially dynamic quarterback situations. 
Clemson, I get it. People want to pile on DJ. Whether DJ lives up to it or Kate Klubnick steps in, I think they're pretty fine. But are we really sold on either Tyler Butner or Drew Pine being superstars? Because I'm not. And so Notre Dame, I, look, I, it, I, we had to do the top 131 for CBS Sports. And I'll tell you what, after fifth team, it was like, I don't know, like just throw your hands up and guess. <laughs> so someone's got to be there. I get it. Uh, but Notre Dame, I don't get And then Utah, like I'm fully on board Utah. I don't know if you guys listen to my Sirius XM show on Sundays, but uh, we had to pick our, our adopted teams, the teams that we will defend until the end of the earth, but will completely abandon if they fail us. <laughs> and mine was Utah because I just love that running game. I love Cam Rising. I love the way Kyle Whittingham coaches. Uh, and in the Pac-12, that plays well. And their schedule sets up well for, you know, withstanding a loss in the conference, provided they win the conference championship. So uh, I'm, I'm really, really big on Utah, and there's a reason why they were picked number four in our, uh, in our preseason poll at CBSSports.com. And, uh, I, look, I'll say I'm part of the reason, but I'm glad other people in, my, uh, in that uh, poll with me and my CBS Sports family picked Utah. I'm looking at the CBS Sports Top 131 FBS teams, and after 15, 16 is the Arkansas Razorbacks. So you didn't know after 15, and you put and Arkansas Razorbacks. He meant 16. 16. He, yeah, he, he meant, meant after 16. 16, the the rest would just throw your hands up in the air. Yes, exactly. After after that, so after Arkansas gets in, throw your hands up in the air. But I mean, honestly, like that's what's so funny about doing these polls, um, because it is talking season, ranking season, and people get you know, want to yell and scream and stuff. It's like, well, you do a top 131. <laughs> like, yeah. If you're mad about mine, you do it and see what you come up with. It's not easy. We are talking with Barrett Salee. I was a little surprised with the coaches not uh, including BYU. You, you look at what they've done, 10-3, and 11-1, their last two seasons. That's 21-4. and four. Quarterback's back. I mean, it's, that's a good team. Now, look, I'm probably a little bit more vested in it since Arkansas is going out there, but uh, and I'm familiar with them, but – I, I thought they deserved to be ranked. Yeah, I mean, look, I think BYU is one of those teams. If you put them anywhere from 20 to 35, I mean, you could make a case for for BYU to be there. Um, I think BYU often gets overlooked, which is, you know, their fault because hmm. they chose to be independent, um, which is a big reason why they changed and will not be independent starting next year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think BYU is one of those teams where – you know they're going to be tough to beat as long as they have veterans up front. And they have, what, four of their five offensive linemen returning? Yeah. Like, I don't care how good Arkansas is up front. When when BYU is stout on the offensive line, that means those are 23-, 24-year-old men with families and responsibilities and stuff like that. Well, they married at 16, trip. so, you know. But, no, <laughs> yeah, looking so. looking at so many of the uh, analysts and everything, the BYU game is one that almost across the board say that is an Arkansas loss. And you did bring up a really valid point about the elevation because that is going mm-hmm. to be a lot tougher than people think is playing at elevation. Yeah, there's no doubt. And, you know, BYU returning starters, they're going to beat you up. You know, they're going to uh, – they're always physical. And elevation, 
might be a cold game because that game's what mid October with grown men hitting you over and over and over again. It's a lot to take. It's right. a whole lot to take. Yeah. So um, it'll be fun to watch that game. I, I think it's one of those where um, you know it, you're, it might be overlooked right now, but moving forward, people are going to start talking about it. I uh, I like that BYU is playing Notre Dame the week before Arkansas. I think that sets up well. But then I don't yeah, like no. that that Arkansas is coming off Alabama and uh, at Mississippi State in the Brutal. two weeks before. So it, it may be two beat up teams at that point. Good point. Yep. yep there's no doubt. Barrett, uh, have we found out who voted uh, for Texas number one in the uh, poll? Yeah. Okay, so I have a theory on that. Um, I don't know what system they use to vote, but I I really really hope somebody put Texas instead, uh, instead of Texas A&M by accident. Look, I'm not the biggest Aggie supporter, but if somebody wants to put Texas A&M, number one, I think they're crazy, but uh, I understand maybe the thought process behind there. So I'm really hoping it's an accident. But no, we haven't. Um, and I would imagine that no coach is going to own up to that because then they would have to own up to the fact that, um, that they're either crazy – or got lazy and did it by accident. Should Usada can, get involved? With <laughs> can you vote for your own team? You cannot vote for okay. your own team. No, but he doesn't vote. Sark doesn't have. He's not voting in the coaches' poll. How do you? How yeah, do you then determine who votes? I, I don't know. That's a good question. Who? How do you determine who gets a vote in the coaches' poll? Uh, the National Football Coaches Association hands those out, and I. I I'm almost positive they have a set number, which is like 67, 68, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so they ask a lot of coaches that, that willingly don't do it. Um, so I think they just find able bodies that feel like they they want to join them. A lot the of times, people that their SID do it. A lot of times, people that vote in this type of thing pretty much are the ones that shouldn't be voting. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's that, and that's across the board at a lot of things. Yeah. Just, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I did see a former former Razorback assistant coach and now uh, UTSA Texas San Antonio head coach Jeff Trailer said. That wasn't me. I wasn't the one who voted for Texas. <laughs> I swear to God, it was not me. He's gonna have a bullet. He's gonna have a bullseye on the back of his head. But, uh, but that's Coach Trailer right there. I mean, that dude's honest, and he he'll let you know. But uh, I, I I like that. I like the hey, it wasn't me. Uh, people stepping out and uh, letting uh, the media know that it wasn't their vote for Texas. Uh, when you uh, when you uh, hear from uh, Coach Pittman and some of the things that they're saying positively about this team, does it make you? Is it all word games right now? Is it just uh, the, the spring talk, or can you get any nuggets from a coach at this point in the year that makes you uh, feel better or worse about a team? Generally speaking, no. Especially where Arkansas what six practices into fall camp or whatever it is. Yep. Generally, no. Um, as if they're complimentary, if somebody's negative then yeah if Sam Pittman comes out there and says man KJ Jefferson's been awful he might not be your starting quarterback of course you you take something from that um whether that's and I think that depends right you know it can be either you know somebody's not performing well or that's motivation for them to continue improving so uh but no I think the only thing that you can take out of anything that's going on right now aside from, like, Missouri actually naming Brady Cook as starting quarterback, mm-hmm. is if, if your name's in the news, something went wrong. And, like, last night, Saban said that J.J. Earl yep. is out six to eight weeks with a foot injury. Like, that stuff, it, yeah, you do. But generally speaking, if you 
uh, keep your name out of the national discourse right now, then you're doing all right. The timeline for J- JoJo Earl puts him back either right in time for Arkansas or the week or two after Arkansas. How big of a deal is it for Alabama? It's a pretty big deal. You know, I know that people don't necessarily recognize his name, but he had a great start to his season, especially against Miami. Um, he's a legit weapon as a slot guy. You can get the ball to him in a variety of different ways, and he was going to be their primary punt returner. So it's He's a good player um, that was going to definitely see an uptick in playing time because of of not only the the needs that that receiving core you know has, but also the fact that you know he is a slot guy and he doesn't necessarily fit the bill as the other guys. So you know if Jermaine Burton and Tyler Harrell and Jacory Brooks all succeed, that doesn't necessarily impact the fact that they still need one of those Swiss Army knives, which is exactly what he is. Now, Barrett, let, let me ask you this. You know, you talked about players' names being in the media. Obviously, the big-name players, those key guys, will f- be in the media regardless. What about those really powerhouse freshmen coming in, you know, with not that many practices under their belt? Is that a bad thing that some media writers are already kind of highlighting them? Is that, Or do they want them to stay kind of in, under the limelight? I think it goes in a variety of different directions. I think if you're talking about freshmen right now, then most of the time you're talking about people who are in need of motivation. Uh, But as you get closer to the end of fall camp, I think if you're talking about freshmen, then they are legit impact guys. So, You're not going to sit here and and just, you know, talk somebody up for the sake of talking about I mean, because there's two – what I would consider powerhouse freshman at Arkansas, Sam Mbake. Mbake. I mean, I've been keeping my eye on this kid because I think he was showed up in January uh, on campus, and then also Tyrus uh, Washington. Mm. I mean, and they're getting – KJ has just done nothing but really amp up Washington. So, I mean, just the fact that, you know, he's given this kid preps as a freshman, I think is just serious motivation. So, I mean, yeah, I, there's no doubt, but it's also to be motivation to, to somebody else, too, right? To do a excellent point. Yeah. You he know, could want his name and, next. Yeah. So I think it, it works both ways. Um, you know, one guy uh, that I think has got a lot of that is, is um, a freshman at Auburn, Colby. Uh, I can't remember his last name, but this true freshman, big bodied guy is, uh, is getting a ton of run. And it's one of those things where, okay, well, what does that mean for some of the other guys who have Camden Brown as his name? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a position of need. You're talking about a freshman. Is that legit? Or are they trying to get one of the other veterans who might have his job taken from, you know, one of these guys, including Camden Brown, like step things up and down? Yeah. Good point. Barrett, we got to go. Thank you. Uh, it was good catching up right. with you. Thanks, Thanks Barrett. See you in two weeks. My pleasure. See you.